0: Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 With Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it you'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com.
1: Hey everybody, Richard Brook here. Welcome to another Network Marketing Heroes Call. This week, we got Hero Call number 108. In the last three years, I have interviewed 108 superstar network marketing leaders that have built residual asset incomes in legacy companies, real companies, with real products, with real customers, with real epics, the kind of income that can last for generations. And today, we have a long-awaited hero call interview that this gentleman and I have been working on for probably a year to (laughs) just get each other's schedules locked down. He's been a little slippery in the last year because he's just had some incredible success hard to get a hold of him and lock him down to a day but he just came off national convention we got him hiding out in the in the in the beach of florida where nobody can find him we got a good enough internet signal and today i'm going to have the opportunity to interview jared maidenberg for hero call number 108
2: say hello jared Aloha, aloha, my friends. <laughs> Hello. Um, really good to be here with you guys. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Well, Jared, you 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 should run for office because <laughs> you are you are politically adept. You have the right shirt on for you. All right. And how about the oh oh oh, oh gee I just oh oh. oh I accidentally had a ketone shirt on. It's subtle, right? Yeah. If you take, if you take your sunglasses off your shirt, you know, there you go. That's a little better. (laughs) Oh, there it is. How about that? And of course, yeah, of course, to balance it, how can I complain about your shirt when you're wearing my hat? Come on. (laughs) You should, you should run for office.
2: I can take so my shirt she, off or go change if you like.
1: <laughs> no, no, I love that shirt. That's a great shirt uh, and it's uh responsible for the story. There you go, Just suck some of that swag down. there you go, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you're hysterical, no. So uh, I don't know if you guys guessed or not, but Jared is a sales leader. I don't know what they call him over there at Pruvit, but some kind of probably intergalactic promoter of the uh, ketone product line from Prove It, which is a really extraordinary success story in the last, I don't know, how many years has Pruvit been running now?
2: Well, you know, I got started, funnily enough, four years ago this month, but officially we opened the doors for business, took it, taking in orders, uh, September 1st, 2015. So, depending on who you talk to, four years or, you know, just shy of that.
1: <clears throat> well, uh, great story. And, uh, you know, some people might think, well, a company that's only four years old, uh, I don't know, but the customer base that you guys have created repeat customers in the last four years, really, really impressive. And that's what we're looking for in network marketing is asset income based on products that keep buy- people keep buying every month over and over and over again. Yeah. So first I got to drop my disclaimer in Jared. <clears throat> this is really important yeah. because you know what I tend to do in The tarot calls is interview unicorns of a of a nature, individuals that have done extraordinary things. So what I like to tell people is don't try this at home. Except I guess that's if you don't try it at home, I don't know where you're gonna try it.
2: (laughs) Try it from the (laughs) beach.
1: But uh, just like every other hero inter- interview I've done, Jared's story is exceptional. It's not average. You know, sometimes people ask me, well, what does the average network marketer earn? I said, probably nothing, yeah. right? Um, because, you know, building a, a sales team in network marketing is, you know, take some moxie, take some leadership, take some faith, take some work, and not necessarily what an average person does. So we interview extraordinary people on these hero calls, not to infer that any of you are going to accomplish the same thing that Jared did in the next four years, like he did in the last four years, but to infer that whatever your ambition is, whatever your vision is, whatever your goal is, my gosh, if Jared can do what he's done in the last four years, we think you can do whatever it is you're out to do, which is probably more like earning, you know, $500 or 1000 or $1,500 a month. So I want you to take your goals and ambitions for network marketing and map them onto what Jared's done so that you can, at the end of this interview, answer the question I would ask you, or Jared would ask you, hey, do you think you can do this? Do you think you can do whatever you want to do if Jared did what he did? And our, our uh, faith is that you will answer that question. Yes, I can do whatever it is I'm up to. So, Jared, thank you for being here. I'm going to dive right in and get some of the background of your story. Yeah. I know you have um, some great background in fitness and developing fitness for kids and and, and a lot of stuff along those lines, but you also have a history in network marketing. And so what, what, what I want to ask you, Jared, is tell us about you before network marketing, before you ever heard of it. Who were you? What were you doing? Where were you living? What were you doing for a living? Just give us a little of that flavor of Jared before network marketing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Richard, uh, man, I just got a little emotional thinking about that. Whew, that's, uh, it's hard to go back there, but I will. And also, thank you for having me, because it's uh, pretty surreal moment for me. I've watched you for years. I've learned from you. I've read your books. I've studied your tape. Well, tapes, yeah. One time, they were tapes, CDs, uh, videos. Yes, I have some Richard Brook tapes. They might even come from a certain guy named John Milton Fogg. I even have a magazine with you on the They list. might. Yes. What, what year was that success magazine article? 1998,
1: 6? March 1992.
2: All right, then I got a reprint because I haven't been around that long. I'm old. <laughs> <but> that- <laughs> Um, Yeah, you know, it's been a, it's pretty amazing because, you know, to be responsible, this is not a four-year, this is not a four-year career story. This is really a 20-year career. Um, So, you know, before being introduced to this industry, 20, basically 21 years now, I was a uh, struggling personal trainer, boot camp operator. Um, You know, I did whatever it took to try and pay the bills. I've had more jobs than I probably care to count. I've done everything from (laughs) offshore to waiting tables to bartending to, you know, literally traveling around the world with a backpack, just just in search of experiences. But I was always broke. So my 48th birthday will be this uh, Friday, June 7th. So this is a pretty big month for me. Four years in our company, 48 years on the planet, and 20 21 years inside of our profession, but prior to network marketing, direct sales, I um, I was just a struggling, 20-something. Let's call it 26, 27. Seeker, seeker of truth and wisdom and a better life. I think when I saw you speak at our Jonax Mastermind event way back when, I was probably living in an efficiency apartment, sleeping in a on a futon, and very outwardly happy but inside I was quietly dying and yeah. so I, di- I definitely didn't start from a great place I was broke busted and disgusted as they like to say um, and just you know hungry for more and better so
1: I like to isolate this part of your career do you remember who the first person is that ever told you about network marketing how you knew them, like what was your relationship with them, what did they say to you, and what was your response?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I actually revisited that last week with a guy named Ted Henry that lives out. I don't know if you know Ted Henry or remember him. He's a pastor now in North Carolina. I met Ted in Houston, Texas, 23, let's call it, 24 years ago, and I'll never forget, because I was a mess of a 20-something-year-old and, like, probably ran in late to this meeting, and he's dressed in a suit in his home office of his town hall, and he's got this beautiful product display of free life products, Um, and it was really interesting. I think that year, Richard, I'd probably seen network marketing twice. One was my best friend's dad who came home with a VHS tape from the gym, popped in and said, sit down, boys, I'm about to change your life. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Like, seriously, I remember this. His name, my best friend, Spencer Robertson, maybe he'll watch this replay at the time. We were kids. This is actually prior to this meeting with Ted. I didn't know what the heck was going on. It was a VHS tape. I think the company was probably Melaleuca. And it was talking about, you know, some great products, I'm sure. But I was a, you know, 19, maybe 21. I'm like, can we get this tape over with? I got better things to do. So that was probably the first time. But the first time that I was actually open and looking was uh, late 90s with a guy named Ted Henry and Frida Fox from a company called Free Life, which was a great company. Um, Yeah. Almost joined... And then I met Leo Corley, who introduced me to Excel Communications that same year, which ended up being my first company, 1998.
1: So, so okay, 1998, uh, you got to look at Free Life, you got to look at Excel. What was it about either one of them, or what was it about what was going on with you that had you say yes?
2: You know what, Richard? If it offered me anything better than my current circumstance, I was in. I wasn't a hard sell. I was, uh, I wouldn't say desperate, but I've always been open, right? My dad was a doctor. My brother was an attorney. My other brother was a top Mercedes-Benz salesman. And then there was me, <laughs> right? Kind of the black sheep of the family. I knew I wasn't going to medical school. I knew I wasn't going to to be an attorney anytime soon. For crying out loud, I dropped out of college uh, about a year short of my kinesiology degree. I know your good friend, Adam Green. We had the same background. Um, I remember me at Starbucks. I stood him up three times, I think, because my internal dialogue was so bad. Who are you to be doing something with your life? You're just a broke idiot. You're not good enough for an opportunity. So the one time I actually showed up and met with Leo Corley, he's still one of my best friends in the world today. He was a chemical engineer from the University of Tennessee. He taught Peyton Manning at the other UT. Go Horns. You know, if you live in Texas, you know what that's about. He was a professor at University of Tennessee, a chemical engineer that approached me on a car lot. Life had gotten so low for me. Sorry to my brother and any other car salesman, but I am... (laughs) (laughs) go try and sell cars Um, and he met me on the car lot and invited me to look at an opportunity stood him up three times but what I saw that time I showed up Richard I'll never forget I mean he was organized he's a you know what we'd call a green analytical engineer type complete opposite of me but I respected something about him his way of being the way he presented it to me and, of course, he did it the old school way with drawing out circles. And all I remember, Richard, is like if this could happen, like three, get three, get three, get three. I, d- I didn't understand much of it, but I'm like I could get paid off other people's efforts. And I'm like, well, I'm broke Get 100% of my own efforts at the restaurant, trading hours for dollars, training a few clients here and there at the local park. What if? What if this actually works? So I was open and I was in, and that was 1998 with Excel Communications.
1: So there's a couple of things I heard there, Jared, that I think is uh, that are like really great nuggets for people to pay attention to. One is you stood your sponsor up three times. So the question that I would ask everybody listening is, what do you make up about people when they no show on you? Yep. And, you know, what most people do when somebody no-shows is they make up a story about, where well, you're no good because you no-showed, and I'm no good because nobody wants to show up for me, and the opportunity is no good because nobody shows up, and this is embarrassing, and so then it happens the second time, and so the, the self-talk the second time for the sponsor has got to be about five times bigger than the first time oh my gosh he no showed on me twice so not only is yeah yeah he's a he's a five-time flake and i'm a five-time flake of a sponsor and this opportunity must really suck because nobody even wants to show up and you no showed on him three times
2: yeah, I literally – I don't remember, but he'll remind you like it's yesterday because Leo Corley is a very regimented guy. So I can't believe <laughs> he actually showed up for me the fourth time. He obviously saw something in me I didn't see in myself. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember one time I was literally about to pull in, Richard, and my internal dialogue was – What if this costs money? What if he doesn't like you? What if he's not as impressed with you as he was at the car lot when you were dressed sharp? I literally pulled out of the parking lot. I'll never forget this. With my tail between my legs thinking, oh, this wouldn't be for me. And I don't know how he agreed to meet with me because Leo's kind of guy like, say what you mean, mean what you say, do what you say. And somehow, thank God, he showed up for me again.
1: The fourth time. So, then then the other thing you said, which is just a huge nugget, Jared, is you asked what I call a green light question, yeah. which is, what if it worked? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. um,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah. you know, the question, the questions that you asked yourself that had you turn around and drive away the first couple of times were what? I call red light questions and that are questions like, what if he doesn't like me? What if I'm not impressed? What if, you know, it's like, what if it doesn't work? That's right. And then you came up with what if it does work? Can you isolate anything that was said, anything that you thought that shifted you from what if it won't work to what if it will work? Did he say something in the presentation or did you have an
2: epiphany of any kind? What he said to me, Richard, was, you know, I had way more faith and belief in him at that point than I had in me. And Leo looked at me and he said, look, if you'll make a commitment to me, I'll make a commitment to you. He goes, I see good things in you. And something about, His faith and belief in me at that point made me want to just partner with him and hang on. And I think anything about my success stories, I've just never let go. I've just held on and held on and held on long enough for something really good to happen in my life. So Leo Corley, I mean, he probably will watch this replay. I mean, I owe so much to that guy because he believed in me far before i believed in myself
1: did he tell you what it was about you that he believed in
2: he just said dude people love you like i picked you out of everybody at the car lot because you're standing there and everybody's around you and i picked he literally came up to me at this car lot richard and said here's how he prospected me he wrote it down on a piece of paper and he wrote up he like parted the red sea of car salesmen all in training and he walks up to me and he goes hey I've got to run, but absolutely call that number. When you get about three minutes, I've got to run. And he turns (laughs) and walks away. (laughs) What a manipulator. A total manipulator. He's doing it. (laughs) We we say the best prospectors, right, are are masters at piquing people's curiosity and not satisfying. Imagine somebody walking up to you, handwriting a note, and it literally said – dollar sign, dollar sign, please call. And I think he wrote Teleglobe, which was a hidden name for Excel communications. That was their parent company, publicly. Tele- right. So credibility out the wazoo. And it was a recording to a number, one of those old sizzle lines. So when he ran yeah. up, they're all being right. like, why you? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to call that number. And I called it and it said, hello, this is Leo Corley. The person asked me to place his phone call would like to offer you the opportunity to start, own, and operate your own business. I can remember it like it's yesterday.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Right. Well, so, you know, one of one of the lessons that comes from that, I've, I've done this survey, Jared, a few times in some large crowds. I've asked, uh, you know, I've, I've done it at GoPro, you know, maybe 10,000 people. Hey, everybody that makes more than 100 grand a year in network marketing, stand up. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, maybe... 500 people will stand up or a thousand people. And so now what I want you to do is remember the actual line that your sponsor used to get you to take a look. And so they would remember like you remember just there, the business card with, Hey, when you get three minutes, call this number. Yep. And then, then I ask him, I say, okay, now if you would ever teach that exact technique to your team, stay standing, and almost everybody sits down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, even on these tarot calls, I always ask that question, what exactly did your sponsor say to you to get your attention? And there's 108 different answers. Yes. And nobody's ever told the story of the walk onto a car lot, park the crowd of car salesmen, hand the guy who's holding court a business card that says, call this number dollar sign dollar
2: sign and then walk off.
0: And, and
2: yes, handwritten too. <laughs> he, was good. he was good. And here's what's even crazier. We used to teach that like do not leave any restaurant car lot anywhere without making something happen so our whole team way back when, sorry you guys, was Yeah. Even if it was already written in your pocket, you got to act like you're handwriting it on a note and go up to that sharp guy at the restaurant and go, excuse me, sorry to interrupt your meal. I've got to run, but absolutely call that number. You get about three minutes. I got to go. <laughs> weird. Totally weird. Yeah, but it probably worked. It worked. Worked for you. Worked.
1: So, all right, Jared, let's get into your prove it build. So, I I won't bore you or me or the rest of the audience with all the different things that you tried in between Excel and prove it.
2: We don't have long enough.
1: Um, You know, unfortunately one of the biggest challenges in our profession is none of us have a crystal ball. None of us have access to all the information we'd like to have. But the biggest problem is people that are joining companies, they don't even ever ask any questions Yeah. like, you know, how long has this been a business how many customers do you have <laughs> who owns this deal <laughs> right so I'm sure you made a lot of mistakes um, but prove it is not a mistake so tell us about what um, what I, I want to know is okay you found prove it I don't know how you did that doesn't really matter it's okay I want to I want to hear about your build <clears throat> so you guys have a an awesome customer to distributor. You call them promoters. Uh, ratio, you have lots of repeat customers. Um, I imagine you lead mostly with the product. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, what, I want, what I want people to hear about is your first 90 days in the business. So, you know, and the lesson that I want people to listen to here, because there's a lot of people listening to this, Jared. They've been in more than one company. Yep. And some people are starting over. Yeah. And so they have that story in their head about, well, who's going to listen to me? Cause I've already called everybody and told them, well, no, that deal was the best deal. And
2: I found it. The one 12 times over.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So how did you mentally prepare for calling people this time? Yeah. And, Tell us about your numbers, how many people you enrolled in the first 90 days, and how you mentally went about doing that.
2: Yeah, that's good. And, you know, I love how you get granular, Richard, because I think one of the things I love about what you do in these interviews and why I was excited to be on, besides the fact that I look up to you and respect you and have a great amount of gratitude and appreciation for what you do, um, is you kind of peel back the layers of the onion, Right. So, a lot of times, leaders, which I think is the most overused term in the industry, (laughs) not everybody has a paycheck or rank as a leader. I feel like I'm developing every single day to even be worthy. Uh, Let me rephrase that to be known. (laughs) Yeah, I do. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, (laughs) yeah, stop that. you know what I'm saying, though? It is a grossly misused term. Just because somebody has a rank or a title doesn't always make us a leader. And right. we are truly no different than anyone else on these calls. It's time and longevity. And longevity builds credibility. Um, I think a couple of things are important, Richard. Yes, I've tried a lot of things inside of my 21 years. Matter of fact, if I were to go back, if my wife didn't throw out all the kits and some of the products from the past companies, I could probably – fill up a large trunk full of just kits and products. And there's some great, great companies, even ones that I've been part of. So I don't say for a minute, our company's the best, we're the best. You know, the best is what's best for you. Right. I can tell you for me, uh, alignment and congruency were so important. So I was already doing weird things like biohacking, putting butter in my coffee years ago. So I was already part of this conversation I'm now part of way before our company launched, right? So if there were anything else, I probably would have been part of the NFL club where nobody was willing to listen to me. No friends left that are actually willing to entertain it. But because of who I was and what I'm now doing are so congruent and so in alignment People were actually willing to listen. Thank God again. And over the last four years, of course, you know, longevity builds credibility. So it wasn't a big leap for me to join my company and start talking about our products because biohacking, human optimization, the keto conversation was already part of my vernacular. But to get, right. it, I started June. I wrote it down. And by the way, thank you for making me dig in to my back office because. Quite frankly, that's why it took me so long. I never get that granular. I'm not a Leo. I don't keep records. I just build, and you know, I let the dust kind of settle where it settles, right? So yeah, Thank you. Yeah. For this exercise. So here's what happened. I um, I enrolled June 22nd, 2015, and total over the last four years, I've enrolled 310 people, customers and promoters, mainly customers. 280 of those are still in the system, and that's made up of 236 customers and 44 promoters. So large customer-promoter ratio, which I love. But here's the actual stats, the first 30, 60, 90 days. My first 30 days, 16 enrolled. Next 30 days, 12 enrolled. The following 30 days, 12 more. So, in my first 90 days, I enrolled 40 people into the system. Um, And over the next nine months of the first year, I enrolled a different, excuse me, an additional 50 over the next nine months for a total of 90 people year one.
1: Okay, stop there for a second, Jared, because I want to isolate on that. Yeah. And I just, I want to tell the audience two things. So, one is... There is what we call inertia in this business. There is, you know, the analogy I use in the four-year career is you got this car and it's not a steep hill. It's just a really tiny gradual hill. But let's say your car's out of gas and what you got to do is push that car over the crest of the hill. Then you can jump in it and coast down to the gas station at the bottom of the hill. But so if you can just imagine that, I came up with that example, actually, because that happened to me once. And, you know, I was, the car was on the tiniest of a hill, but I noticed that what I had to do was take it out of park, put it in neutral, run around real quick, get to the back of the car, push it with all of my might. And if I stopped for a second, it turned around and I lost momentum and lost ground and I had to give it everything I got until that car crested the hill and it was only like you know maybe 50 or 100 feet but I couldn't take a break I couldn't rest and so you know what's the analogy for network marketing well it's like taking a plane off you know I'm a pilot so that's probably a better analogy but you don't go down the runway full throttle for 100 yards and then pull the throttle back to idle and rest, and then full throttle and pull it back to rest. You're full throttle until you get to rotation speed. Yeah. And so the analogy for you in building Prove It is 40 people in your first um, 90 days. That's that's blowing through the inertia. Yeah. So what I want you to what I want you to speak to, Jared, is what were you thinking about in that first 90 days? How were you approaching the build? Were you like, oh, I'm going to do this when I feel like it. I'm going to do it when it's comfortable. I'm only going to do it for 30 minutes a day. Were you on the one invite a day program? What was your program?
2: <laughs> it was run like your life depends on it. You know, I, uh, I had a lot to prove to my wife, to myself, to my... Family to people that have watched me for 17 years, Richard. My exact words to my wife: You can ask her. She's not here, but you can ask her offline. My exact words to my wife when I had an experience with our product, and I knew that I knew that this was my big shot. It just everything seemed to be preparing me for this moment, uh, and that's when she asked, "Oh no, is this one of them deals?" Is it, I went, "Hell yeah!" This is the one, I promise. Actually, this time it's the one. She probably heard me that, say that about ten times in the seven years she knew me. Um, I had so much to prove. I was excited. I really thought this was going to be significant. So I didn't play with it. I didn't give it a college try. I didn't say I'm going to give it a shot. I knew, I don't know how to explain it to you, but I just knew inherently in my heart that this was my big shot and I didn't want to screw it up this time. So I, my approach was everybody following your four-year career philosophy. Everybody deserves a chance to take a look. I don't give a rip if they like it, hate it, say you're crazy. I'm just like, I'm going to invite everyone because if they see what I see, if they experience what I experience, this is going to be significant. And I also wanted to prove to my, you know, Self that, you know, the product, the community, the messaging was as significant as I thought. And lo and behold, it might have a lot to do with my belief, my excitement, my passion. I think it's everything. Um, People were marrying back to me, Richard, what I was feeling inside. And so very quick, I mean, that's a lot of enrollments. I mean, that's not average by any means. 40 your first 90 days, 16 my first month. Basically, every other day I was enrolling someone and getting, you know, our philosophy is just eyeballs on a video, whatever your tool is in your company, have somebody watch a video and get an experience with the product. So if it's oils, have them smell it, have them experience it. If it's nutritionals, get it in their body. So I just went, I mean, excuse the term, but balls to the wall for 90 days to get the throttle down on the airplane. Because Otherwise, it was just going to sit on the runway forever. Right. And I didn't want to get run over by that car by inertia.
1: Do you remember uh, kind of where your business was like after four or five months after that kind of launch? Like, I um, mean, we don't usually talk about money here, but we can talk about a thousand, fifteen hundred, two yeah. grand a month. Were you making that kind of money your fourth, fifth month?
2: Yeah, truth be told, out of the gate, I don't think I ever earned less than that. And, you know, every check was a belief check, not just for me. Like, my wife did not want me to do this. She liked the product, but she was so tired. Just in the, you know, our son was um, one at the time. She was still in banking, so she was driving to appointments, literally pumping breast milk in the car to deliver it to grandma. (laughs) I'm driving 60 miles to the lake. Um, I finally went out and got a job because she was begging me to go be responsible again and contribute to the family. I'm like, babe, something's going to come. Something's going to come. Just keep believing in me. I so needed her to believe in me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I just, you know, I just, I knew this was my shot. So, no, every check I've made, babe, I told you. See, I told you. So I wish she was here because she could tell you the exact story. You know how us dudes are. We get some of the details, right? But, you know, four to six months in, we were already talking like, hey, babe, what if we could get you home from the bank full-time with Jacob? In our eighth month, we did it. I know that's crazy, you guys. That's not normal. I've never been able to do that before, but that's how it unraveled here over the first eight months. Pretty crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, credit to how you launched, Jared, and, and you know, I don't, I, I don't want people to think about the work so much. What I want you to think about is the mindset, the heart set, the, um, you know, the all-in, just like, like your life depended on it. And I'm not suggesting every network marketer will want to approach their income opportunity that way. Some people, it's not that important. Some people, it's not that – they don't have that kind of ambition – but for those of you that do, for those of you that have the kind of ambition, and it is that important that you really rock your opportunity, that's how you got to go at it. You got you to give it everything you had. Like, you know, like if you personally enrolled 40 people in the next 90 days, somebody's going to send you a check for $100,000. You know, people are always saying, well, You know, I don't know who to talk to, and I, you know, I don't know what to say to them, and what do I do with my fragile psychology if they say no? And (laughs) so, well, that's just all a, that's all a stupid story, you know. Use your example. What if the company paid you a hundred thousand dollars to enroll forty customers in the next ninety days? Then would you know who to talk to? (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So. One of the, the other thing I wanted to point out, Jared, is I've interviewed 108 people now. You're, you're number 108, and uh, I could come up with the exact number. I probably should isolate it, but I haven't gone back and studied all of them. This is a good educated guess. Out of 108 people that I've interviewed, at least 100 of them have given me the same basic statistics. So these are people that in their fifth year of building their four-year career are earning between $25,000 and 250000 a month. This is the last 108 people I've interviewed. We're not going to talk about how much you earn, but we will talk about what you've built in terms of size. So these are people that have just crushed the four-year career. They, You know, the four-year career kind of, proposes, hey, if you do it right, your fifth year, you'll make maybe five or $10,000 a month. And hardly anybody does that. But the people I've interviewed have just crushed it. And so here's a common denominator. Out of 108 people, 100 of them have personally enrolled between 60 and 90 people their first year. Yeah. So your first year, 90 people.
2: Yes.
1: And, you know, in the scope of the last 108 people I've interviewed, you're up in the top echelon of those 108 people in terms of what you've accomplished. So what I want people to just understand is, you know, this speed, success loves speed. And so the bigger you want to build it, the faster you need to build it. And and I'm not talking about personally enrolling 30 people a month, but, you know, 90 people in a year, you know, that's about, I don't know, eight people a month. That's a pretty rapid pace. But if you have a good onboarding and training system, you can do that. So tell us, Jared, 90 people is a lot. What did you do with those people to onboard them? Like, how did you take care of them? How did you get them trained, even if they were just customers?
2: Yeah, it's a really good question. I can tell you four years in, we're still continuing to streamline that process. Um, I will tell you, no matter what company you're in or what you're doing, like, I'm obsessed with simplicity, I'm obsessed with systems, I'm obsessed with supporting people on the path to better so and again richard i think it's important to emphasize that most of those were customers right so customers don't require the same yep. well i say that you should love on your customers much you love on your promoters or your distributors but they don't require as much hand holding as much time and energy every day plug them in to a process and a system but again it's you know 236 customers 44 promoters over the four years that I've been in. So, again, that's important to remember. That said, customer promoter, Richard, just this week, matter of fact, tomorrow night, we're doing a Zoom with our tribe to really streamline the process of enrolling customers, enrolling promoters, because my philosophy is if it requires me to do that with and for you and your team, I've got another job and right. I, I know you like your freedom. You have the, uh, the bliss boat on the Coeur d'Alene. I don't know I'm obsessed with all. World-world. I like the beach. You like the beach. Like I don't want to be having to onboard 4,000 promoters on our team this year. Right. Or whatever the number is. I want to plug them into systems and processes that don't require me. So System, 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 process. But, you know, if I had to give you an overarching theme, it's simplicity. It's, hey, you know, as a customer, here's how to optimize the use of our product. Here's some things to track over the first, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, your energy, your mood, your focus, your sleep, your fat loss. Um, and just having it be simple, visual. And we utilize a lot, you know, uh Our system's called ACE. We utilize something called ATM, ad tag message and Facebook groups because I find that gives me a lot of leverage to connect people to resources and tools and people for social proof and validation that doesn't require me to be the validation because I'm just saying, begin with the end in mind, no matter what you're building, if you're the source of information 60 80 hour a week plus job that will never get away from you it'll never duplicate I don't want to be the all-star rock star here I want other people in the system to be the deal not me Um, right without getting too specific I mean I'm happy to share what we do
1: no that's right
2: yeah no I think
1: you made you made the point is you know it's easy to work so hard and create so much activity and always be the answer person, always be the best presenter, the best one to answer the questions, the best one to train. Yeah. And then what you create is a full-time job because everybody depends on you. And if you want freedom yeah. out of the opportunity of network marketing, you've got to create systems which you know can be as simple as do it all once on video, And then everything everybody wants to know is go watch this video, watch this video, watch this video. You can set them up and it's all right there. You know, simple system is they're all on a website. Anything you want to know, go watch that video. Then keep the videos between three and five minutes. And, you know, all you have to do is put in your question. It'll tell you what video to watch. That's a system. That gives you leverage. That gives you freedom. And let me tell you folks why Jared needs to have that. I want to show you here in his numbers the power of network marketing and exponential growth. And so he has an extraordinary customer-to-promoter ratio, but the thing that creates exponential growth in network marketing is the promoter or the distributor, the person who not only is a customer. I mean, promoters are the best customers. They're not only a customer – But they see the opportunity to build a team which creates more customers. And so the promoters are the recruiters, if you will, and it's recruiting that creates exponential growth. So I want to rattle off some numbers, folks. Here's what Jared has built in the last four years. In year two, he personally enrolled 53 people, mostly customers, some promoters. In year three, sixty-seven. In year four, 39. For a total of 249 in four years. Now, out of that, he's got, uh, let's see, you tell me here, how many promoters is that? It's like 44 promoters?
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, 44 of those people are promoters. And out of those 44 folks, because this is, this is like a key lesson, because this is the way it works in network marketing, he had 44 people that said, take me, pick me, run with me, partner with me, show me how to do it, Jared. I want to build a team like you're building a team. He had 44 people raise their hand and declare they wanted to build a team. How many actually did?
2: Not many. Uh, yeah, four. (laughs) Magical (laughs) four. We like that number.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now he's got others that may and perhaps others that are still getting around to getting the right mindset. But the key is folks, let me show you what happens with just four people and exponential growth. So, Out of four promoters that Jared enrolled that built teams, he has almost 4,000 promoters on his team. And, you know, whenever I'm talking about recruiting and recruiting and recruiting, I love when people say, well, if everybody's recruiting, who's selling the product? I don't know. That's kind of like asking who's buried in Grant's tomb. If everybody's recruiting, who's selling the product? everybody's selling the product. So instead of Jared just going out and getting customers, he got four people to also go out and get a bunch of customers. And they got people to go out and get customers. And they got people to go out and get customers. Now he's got almost 4,000 people who went out and got customers for a total of 55,572 customers. Like you yeah. could never do that on your own, Jared. You could never do that on your own.
2: Nor would you want to. That's, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the power of network marketing If you get that exponential growth. And every time you get a promoter, whether they're going to be a superstar or not, every promoter ends up with some customers. Some promoters may have two customers. Some may have 20. And every once in a while, they get another promoter, and that's where you get that exponential growth. And my hat's off to you, Jared, for making the whole thing work. Obviously, you got to have the right product, and you got to have the right company, and you got to have the right culture. Beyond all that, how I want to wrap this call up in the next 10 minutes or so is I want you to, to tell some people some of the life and business lessons that you've learned in the last, 20 years that prepared you for this overnight four-year success story and the first question I want to ask you is actually about the last four years yeah in the last four years what is the biggest mistake that you've made and it could have been a one-time blunder Or it could have been just a bad habit, you know, kind of like death of a thousand cuts. What's the biggest mistake you've made in the last four years?
2: Yeah, it's a really great question. I'm processing that. I just want to say one thing, Richard, and thanks for covering those numbers. And and this probably sounds weird to say, but that was last year, those numbers. The 55,572 customers was last year. 2018, and a little shy of 4,000 promoters. So that was last year's numbers just for the year. Little caveat because I know this recording that, and you know, for whatever that means, yeah. it's a lot. Um, but the more important question you just asked, um, you know, I make a lot of mistakes to be really honest with you. Uh, I could tell you that making a lot of money, helping a lot of people. Um, you know, we're all on a personal growth development journey, but if it applies to business and the the build and prove it the last four years, you know, and it's a fault of mine, caring more about people than they care about themselves and their success. I care. My wife tells me all the time, why do you care so much about everyone? Like you pour into everyone, you believe in everyone. And, you know, I was told years ago, like just matching efforts, whatever they do, you do. If they show up, you show up. If they take a step, you take two. If they come to the fifty, meet them there. It you know, call it a fault of mine, it's just the way I'm wired, but I care so much about people and their success that it literally will keep me up at night, obsessing on what I can do to help someone. And I've just had to release that's the mistake. And the lesson is. You just have to release attachment to anybody's outcome, marry the process, fall in love, not with people's potential. And that's a big problem is this guy could be so big. And we've heard that (laughs) for years. And I'm still making that mistake. This woman, she could be such an incredible, not only stay-at-home mom, which she is to her kids, but a business builder who provides everything she desires and deserves to her life but I can't get her to be successful. And the truth is, you can't get anybody to do anything. People do what they want to do, not what they need to do. So it's just attaching a little bit emotionally, otherwise you'll literally go crazy.
1: All right, so without using the opposite of that to answer, find something new in this answer, what is the most brilliant (laughs) leadership and productivity thing that you have done in the last four years besides picking prove it
2: wow most effective or most profound leadership or productivity tip
1: yeah anything that produced growth
2: I mean just off top my head I'm thinking consistency and inspired action like that's if there's anything, because I suck at a lot of stuff. I'm still not organized. It took me two weeks to get these numbers to you. Poor Ripfield and his team are like, hey, we need your numbers, man. I'm like, I'll get them to you 20 minutes for the call. Um, just consistency, like finding a way to generate your own enthusiasm. You know, mock 2, not to plug your book, but it's a good one. Reading and having a vision of where you're going, writing a better story with your life. And tying your activity to your vision. Um, and, you know, life is energy. Energy is everything. People can feel your enthusiasm. People can feel your belief. So action's great, but tying that activity and that action to truly inspired action. You know, some people can take the same action and not have the same result. Well, one, 20 years, not four years. Right. Have a mantra on our team is marry the process, divorce the outcome. Marry and fall in love with. Like you say in your four-year career book, you're a raving fan. You love your product. You love your company. You love what we get to do. It's not something I have to do. It's something I get to do. So falling in love with the activity and the I never wake up and go, Oh damn! I got to invite somebody to take a look at Better today. You know. (laughs) Like if this is the job for you, you're not doing it right. Um, right, we get to do this, so just having that mindset and that consistency is huge.
1: Yeah. All right. Beautiful. So, as we wrap this up, Jared, I want to uh, I want to cast this vision for you, drop you into your most inspirational state. I am a struggling network marketer. I love my product, I love my company, I think I love network marketing, I really, really, really want it to work, it hasn't yet, and here's the thing, Jared, you are the last voice in the wilderness, you are the last voice I am ever going to hear, if what you say to me doesn't Hit me, I'm done. Wow. And you got two minutes to change my life. What would you tell me? Struggling, you know, you said earlier something about your secret in the last 20 years is you just hung on until, and you know, I know we want to be careful about telling people just to hang on because that's not an action strategy, but What would you tell me if you're the last person I'm ever going to hear from? You make me or break me right now.
2: Wow. That's probably the most profound question I've been asked in my career. No pressure. Um, I would say to you that a couple things. It's never too late to have a happy childhood. You can rewrite the story of your life. It's never too late to write a better story. If you're alive and breathing and you're watching this video uh, or the replay or you catch our voice somewhere in the ethers, but if you're still here on this planet, it is never too late to write a better story. It is never too late to have a happy childhood. It's never too late to say, you know what? The past is the past. It's all in the rear view mirror. I'm in the car. I'm pushing it up and I've got front view, out the front window, not behind me, vision. And if I just keep taking inspired action and growing myself or growing yourself, if I'm talking to you, we grow ourselves and we hang on and we learn and we grow and we embrace this journey. We embrace, marry the process. We have fun with what we get to do. And if we hang on long enough, I'm living proof for you that this is possible. So if there's nothing else you get from me, know that the four-year career that we read about, the book we love, the book we share with our team, it it ain't always going to be four years for you. It might be 20, like it was. (laughs) It might be the most challenging, craziest journey you ever do, but damn it, it's worth it, and you deserve it, and you are enough, you are lovable, and it is never too late to write a better story.
1: Wow, that is – Knocked it out of the park there. That's the walk-off Grand slam, Jared.
2: <laughs> Thank you for You're asking. Not... You got me lit up now.
1: <laughs> well, now as soon as we hang up, you can get on your phone and go invite somebody with some of that inspired action.
2: Well, I'm getting ready to run into the ocean, then I'm going to do that.
1: <laughs> awesome. Hey, we're uh, just over an hour, and we try to keep these in an hour. So, Jared, uh, this was a special, special interview, great, broadcra- great, great broadcast. This is going to – I know there's probably a lot of people listening live, but, you know, what I love about these interviews is people are going to listen to this six months from now. They're going to listen to this six years from now. They're going to listen to it in St. Louis, and they're going to listen to it in Sri Lanka. And your story is going to change lives way, way, way beyond the team that you're building, the empire that you're building. So thank you for your gift of courage. Because if you would have given up, a lot of people would have missed out.
2: Thank you, Richard. You're welcome. Yeah,
1: everybody, thanks for joining us on Hero Call number 108. Share it with your friends. Share it with your team gift of inspiration just remember the work is worth it amen appreciate it over and out appreciate you jared have a great trip
2: thank you brother
0: thank you for joining us on this episode of richard bliss brooks network marketing heroes podcast If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 with your hair on fire. Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute, four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue.